Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I am here by myself. Laura is in a camper van, maybe, or an RV or something, driving around the Pacific Northwest without internet access. So we don't have a regular podcast for you today. Instead, I wanted to share a talk that I gave last week to a group of uh, people here, in the, mostly in the Seattle area. Um, I was asked by Parent Map, which is a parent support group here in town, to uh, talk about love in the time of Corona. That's not exactly what they asked me to talk about, but it's the name I came up with um, because people are definitely trying to figure out how to maintain their relationships in this quirky time. And so I was honored to be able to share with them some of the perspectives that I've collected through my work with clients over the last few months, and I hope you'll enjoy it. Stick around. I'm really pleased to be here with you. Usually when I speak live, one of the things that I do at the top of my talk is really try to ask what it is that you want to know about. What do you want to hear about? My specialty is in couples therapy. I am a certified Gottman therapist. Um, my private practice here in Seattle is exclusively with couples. Um, so I have a lot of uh, language and expertise that sometimes can be of help. And the stuff that I say may or may not be valuable to you. So I just wanted to, again, like Elaine said, encourage you to ask your questions because we're just going to have some time at the end where. I can maybe speak directly to what's on your mind. So we named this thing Love in the Time of Coronavirus, and that's a play on a novel called Love in the Time of Cholera. Love in the Time of Cholera was written by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, who also wrote a book, uh, one of my favorites, actually, it's called 100 Years of Solitude, which kind of feels like what we're doing right now, right? We're kind of in the midst of like 100 years of solitude. And the quarantine has kind of wreaked some real havoc on uh, the relationships that I've been working with. And, um, and the, the reason that I wanted to sort of nod at Gabriel Garcia Marquez is because one of the things that he was really, really good at, it's kind of the cornerstone of his literature, is something called magic realism. So his novels were always set in kind of a realistic place, but there was always uh, kind of an air of mystery and magic that surrounded the stories. And I actually think that that's an important skill for us to be embracing right now just the belief that magic can and does exist around us, that there are miracles in the midst of a lot of what is feeling really heavy and gross and troubling. The other thing is when, when we first started talking about this talk, we were in the midst of the pandemic and the quarantine, but hadn't yet come into kind of this conversation around race and all of the energy that that created which was sort of another thing, right? So I actually started rethinking my uh, talk and my time 
through the lens of what just feels like a lot of things that are out of control. So what I want to do is two things. I want to kind of let you know the patterns that I've been seeing through the process of, of this uh, event or this period uh, with couples. And I want to invite you to think about where you might be in the pattern, because that's going to inform what you may then be able to do and how you may be able to respond. There are five, five stages, uh, or let's call them phases, right? Because we're all dealing with phases. And they each start with A, because I like alliteration. That's one of my favorite things to do when I write and when I talk. But they're all accurate. The first phase that I noticed was actually in my office. It was at the beginning of uh, the shutdown when people started to realize that this coronavirus was, was real. And people were angsty. And what I mean by that was that they, they shared a kind of a common fear or um, a co- kind of a common uh, lack of um, control or lack of peace. It, it was the third time it ever happened in my private practice. The first time that people collectively shared the same kind of angst was after Russell Wilson threw the interception at the end of the Super Bowl in 2015. And we might chuckle at that a little bit, but you have to remember, particularly if you're in Seattle, that that was the end of what was really like two years of a community really like on a high about and around this, this team that couldn't lose or that couldn't, that was winning all the time. People were wearing clothes everywhere. It was almost like two years of Christmas. And then all of a sudden Santa died and people came in to me that Monday and that week. And all they knew was something was wrong. It probably wasn't their fault and they didn't know what to do about it. And so we needed a place for that to land. That angst needs a place to land, which is generally in conversation, kind of just working it out and knowing that you're not alone. Incidentally, the second time that that happened in my private practice was um, after the election in 2016, um, regardless of your politics, my, my clients were, uh, you know, went to bed expecting one result and we woke up with another result and people just needed a place to kind of download that. So if you're still in the angst stage, and I can't imagine that many of you are, I would say a very important tip or trick is to find a place to download it. One of the problems with quarantine is isolation and isolation is a killer. And so if you're still feeling isolated, I want to encourage you to call your high school buddies or go on a walk with your neighbor or use, um, you know, use the, the, the resources that you have to find someone who can help you just work out what you're feeling. After my clients did the angst phase, they went into a agitation phase. And this is where, you know, it kind of became real for them that they were indeed stuck in their houses with partners or spouses that they were used to being separated from for like 40 hours a week. Um, They were used to sending their kids to school and just being separate. But the togetherness brought a level of just sort of raw agitation that people had to start figuring out what to do about. This was the most significant part of my counseling practice with regard to dealing with conflict. People needed to begin to decide whether or not they were going to die on certain hills, right? There used to be things that were really important, like how to load a dishwasher. And all of a sudden, those things became less important for those, for some, for some, it became more important. But I think it was a choice that people needed to begin to make. And some made it really well. They chose to die on fewer hills. Others made it difficult. They got really wound up 
and overstressed and didn't have ways or didn't choose ways to have self-care for the relationship. One of the core principles in the Gottman method is the idea that couples need to learn how to be successful protecting the relationship from external stress. And sometimes that stress comes from inside your house. It's your kids, right? Sometimes that stress comes from your job. Sometimes that stress comes from your finances. In this case, stress was coming from every direction all the time. And so the key for couples that I was working with was to learn how to recognize that the relationship itself needed to be protected. Often that means that you have to turn toward one another in unique ways. You have to put on a special piece of like patience. If you're still in kind of the agitation mode, one of the best things you can do is focus on self-care. We want desperately to be able to control our environment, but obviously there's, we have little and less and less control. The thing you can control is what you eat, how much you sleep, whether or not you meditate, whether or not you find um, outlets for your own emotional intelligence that you can bring to your relationship in a way that protects it from the external stressors. One other response that couples had in response to the agitation was that they gave up. And what I mean by that is that they just kind of threw their hands in the air. They stopped caring about school. They stopped caring about dishes. They stopped caring about their health. Many of my clients are drinking a lot in part because we're all on kind of a vacation schedule. And so that has emerged as a a renewed concern for them. The phase that that represents for me is a phase that I began to call atrophy. And atrophy is what happens to your muscles after maybe you've had a car accident and you, you spend a bunch of time in a hospital bed and you, your legs forget how to work. I know that personally I experienced it and lots of my muscles stopped working. My culinary muscles stopped working. I was eating the same four foods, four or five foods over and over and over again with my family. My eyeballs, my ocular muscles stopped working because I was looking at the same thing here in North Seattle all the time. This is about the same 10 blocks. My conversational muscles stopped working. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I think if you're going to survive the atrophy phase, you've got to go out of your way to work out these muscles. I mean, some of us, quite literally, physically, need to begin moving again. We need to go out and go on runs. We need to get out and take walks. We need to begin to, you know, look at different things. I took a drive. I took a drive a couple of weeks ago for like 45 minutes. Just drove around and looked at stuff like, like water, and uh, and the Alderwood Mall, and. Um, uh, Boeing Field. I looked at I just looked at things that I hadn't seen in a while, and it reminded me that the world is a big place, and that we have a lot of things that we can do to take care of that. the The thing about atrophy is it becomes if it becomes the norm, then our muscles will die. And so, again, I want you to exercise those muscles. The fourth phase, and it's actually the one that I think most of my clients are currently in, is a phase called acceptance. When this whole thing started, 
we were like, oh, let's just take two or three weeks off. I'm in therapy myself. I said to my own therapist, I think I'm going to take a break for two, three weeks. Two or three weeks later, I was still thinking in two or three weeks. Two or three weeks later, still thinking in two or three weeks. It wasn't until maybe mid-June that I realized, oh my gosh, this has been now two or three months. It's probably going to be two or three more months. It may actually be two or three more years until we return to whatever we're going to begin to call normal again. Everybody kind of says, oh, I can't wait to get back to normal. I don't think that's going to happen. I think whatever happens is going to not be, it's going to be a new normal. It's not going to be back to normal. And so I think we need to get really, um, this is where I think the magic comes back in. I think we're going to have to start thinking really creatively together about how to adapt ourselves to a new normal. My wife and I went out to dinner two nights in a row a couple weeks ago when things began to get relaxed. The first night we went to a restaurant where every other table was taped off with red tape and kind of like alert, alert, alert. Don't sit here. The next night we went out to our favorite restaurant and every other table had mountains of candles on it. And the experience of both of those things was really jarring for us. The first one was, was almost traumatic. The second one was almost magical. Like there was an opportunity for us to find a thing that was beautiful in the midst of things, something that was problematic. And we just began to accept that. And I think part of what you, we all need to do is begin to accept and now look for ways that we can bring light and joy and health back into our relationships and into our communities. So that's the first four phases. And if you think about phases, there are famously five phases of grief. And in fact, acceptance is the last of those five phases. Here's the one I think that we really need to lean into at the moment, which is becoming active. My guess is that part of you guys becoming active is logging onto a webinar in the middle of a What's, well, gosh, what is today? Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. I can tell you that in my private practice, in the last 10 to 12 days, my incoming requests for new appointments has probably quadrupled. People are beginning to sort of realize that now they need to activate and, and learn how to deal with this new reality. Because I'm a certified Gottman therapist, and because the only access I have to you right now is through this screen, I want to give you, um, I want to give you a reminder about how you can become active in your own home with your own partner, uh, with your own children, frankly. The Gottman methodology is based on the idea that there are seven principles to making marriage work. Those principles can effectively be divided into three kind of major buckets. The first bucket is about nurturing the, the relationship, the friendship that's inside the relationship. The second bucket is about managing conflict learning how to manage conflict. I always say there's three times to learn how to manage conflict. One is before it ever happens. Two is while it's happening. And the third one is after it's over. The third bucket is about really planning your goals and your dreams and learning how to support one another in that thing. For today, I just want to focus on the first bucket, which is nurturing and maintaining the friendship because that's before conflict ever happens. If your friendship is strong, then you can protect yourself from external stress and you can take care, you can learn how to take care of each other and really support one another as you deal with atrophy and angst. So here's the three things that you need to remember to do actively starting, sorry to say now, if this is your catalyst for change. The first one is continue to be curious about your partner. In the beginning of a relationship, it's really easy to 
learn where they went to college, learn what their favorite food is, their favorite movie of all time. My, my favorite movie of all time is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I'm not kidding. It might actually be the greatest movie of all time, but we can talk about it later. Like, go ask them questions that you haven't asked in a while. Go learn stories that you haven't heard in a bit. Go revisit stories. I, my wife and I will sometimes will go, how long into the future could you have gone without hearing the name, you know, Jane Doe or thinking of the name Jane Doe? And I'll go, oh gosh, probably, I don't know, forever, a year. Oh, I always think of them at our Christmas card letter. Now we're talking about Jane Doe, who she was in our relationship, what that was like. But I think, you know, part of what, part of what uh, leads to atrophy is certainty. And so when we feel like we already know everything about our partner, then our kind of our, our curiosity muscles die. But wake them up, become curious again. The second thing is remind yourself and your partner that you guys like each other. This may be ch challenging, but the reality is most couples are pretty sure that they love each other. At least most couples that are staying married and are kind of trying to work it out. I'm assuming that those of you here, I'm talking to people who are interested in surviving and maintaining relationships. Love is often assumed and can actually make it easy to get lazy about like. So remember that you like one another, compliment one another, tell your wife that she looks sexy, tell your husband that you're proud of him, thank one another, go out and make your favorite, go out and make your favorite food, her favorite food, his favorite food. We need to remember that like is an essential part of the equation. The third thing that helps secure and maintain the friendship is reassure your partner that you mat that they matter to you. The way that you do that is that you listen to them when they talk, you change the direction of your shoulders when they walk towards you, you turn, literally turn toward them when they're walking towards you, you face them, smile at them. When they ask you a question, answer it. When they tell you a joke, laugh at it. These things feel really simple. I understand that. But again, when we get lazy, we often, this is the first thing that goes. And it, it, again, it's easy to be lazy right now because we don't have a lot of options. So in the Gottman method, that's called enhanced love maps. It's called share fondness and admiration. And it's called um, turn toward versus away. To me, it's basically this. I'm interested in you. I like you. You matter to me. That if you can do that, um, then that can be really fun. That's actually magic, right? Because especially if you dial it up a notch, then what you have is your partner going, well, huh, I didn't see that coming. That, that's surprising. That's interesting. Or my God, it's a miracle. He asked me a question or geez, Louise. Um, I never knew he thought it was funny or she thought it was funny, but she's laughing at me now. Like th this is the place that we need to be looking for kind of the, the things that are surprising and interesting. That's how we're going to survive love in the time of cholera. That's why, how we're going to survive 100 years of solitude. So I just want to encourage you to move through the phases if you can. If you find yourself in one or the other of them, then, you know, there is a way out. So that's me. That's love in the time of Corona. Um, after that was over, there was a handful of questions that got asked from the audience. You can listen to the entire talk um, at Parent Map's Facebook page. I think if you go to Parent Map on Facebook and type in my name, it should be easy to find. Um, and while you're on your computer looking up things on Facebook, it'd be great if you guys could uh, go over to Apple Podcasts and like and comment, review uh, this podcast, Marriage Therapy Radio. We're trying to get into um, just reach as many people as possible. 
to be able to support them as they continue to try to make their relationship better today than it was yesterday. Cheers. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.